35 of the Multifamily Collective. I'm Mike Brewer, and yes, we have changed our name. We are rebranding, and uh, I'm very excited today. I'm. Uh, this is our second interview, our second guest, Jonathan Saar from Juvo Hub. Jonathan, uh, I pulled this off of his LinkedIn, and he was gracious enough to let me read a little piece of it. It, it. He describes himself. He says, I've been described by my peers as the professional who has street smarts, mentality, and approach to all things digital marketing. The center of my existence is directing people in business to achieve greater peaks, whether it is through marketing or training. My whole business focus is to bring those components together and help business succeed. And he's very adept as it relates to technology, learning management systems, content management and delivery, CRM, social platforms. And he is a decorated speaker, both with IRAM and NAA and other organizations. The The list is as long as my arm. And if you know me, I'm six foot eight, so I have very long arms. So <laughs> I definitely will not go through the long list, but uh, Jonathan, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. What an honor. Thanks, Mike. It's it's great. And Appreciate that uh, introduction. You know, great, great to be on your show, my friend. Love it. I, I appreciate it. Would you, would you add or take away from anything that we use to, uh, to introduce you here? No, no, no. That's you know, I, I've changed that once in a while. I, I don't probably pay attention to it as much as I need to. Um, but you know, that's it's been such an evolution over my career being with property management. And working on the industry partner sector, it has, it, and it's great to to hear that from. When I hear things from people I talk to, that's when I kind of edit a little bit because I just love how people describe when I have had the opportunity to speak in front of them. Like, how, what's their takeaway? And so that's really what has always kind of contributed to that bio a little bit is more that feedback that's come from really wonderful professionals I've had the privilege of of working with over the years. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. It, it just brought to mind, I, uh, this, this will probably date both of us. Uh, I'm going to say it's roughly 10 years ago. I remember seeing a video of you and you were doing an interview and I, if I seem to recall, it was in a bowling alley and you had a microphone that was, I, I don't know, let's say it was like six inches, eight inches long. Right. And, and it was in the very early innings of creating video content. And what came to mind for me is, wow, that guy is really courageous and like cutting edge and a pioneer in the, you know, in the area of making digital content. And I, you've always struck me as the person that just says, hey, here it is. Here's a tool. Let's go see what we can do with that tool. And, and I've really yeah. admired that about you over the years. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it's we, we've been a, a, a nice elite group of pioneers. I <laughs> I, we had, we have, and still to this day have a great group and, and we're, we still have so much to learn. Like it's, it's a never ending uh, cycle of just trying to keep up with technology and how it can serve our industry, whether it can serve our business or how we can find ways for it to serve the greater good for the apartment industry overall. So it's, uh, it's our passion. I know it's yours learning and just making sure that we're absorbing and being ready for pivoting if there is a the necessity to do so for sure De definitely that that seems like a nice jumping off point uh, let's do it under the the guise of service or being in service uh, to the industry your experience or uh, at least in from my perspective has been largely based around learning management systems, certainly other things, but learning management systems is uh, the thing that I most associate with you. I'd, I'd be interested in knowing sort of your 
journey over the years through the learning management system world and kind of origin story and then maybe bring it forward to today and, and maybe forecast uh, uh, the future in that in that space, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, it's been an interesting journey. And, you know, to couple that with with your point about how it serves the industry, that was one of the items that I felt really privileged to be able to work with a lot of people and still do is help them understand that there's a difference between you know, having a technology solution and making sure that it's actually going to produce the results that you're looking for. Like sometimes when you think of the expression learning management system a lot, we're like, okay, well, I'll just have this tool and it will take care of my fair housing training and it will take care of my apartment leasing training and it will take care of my compliance related items. And it was it was interesting to see how that evolved fairly quickly from the the concept of, okay, we are used to textbook, live, somebody comes into a classroom, but now you're bringing this technology to us. Does that mean we don't have live trainers anymore? Mm-hmm. And helping people understand that, no, 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 we're not taking anybody's jobs away. You're just having a way to better facilitate virtual training mm-hmm. in an, an asynchronous environment that then allows an organization to be able to take a look at that data and see how they can make their company better. And that was just a concept that was just, was new because it was the traditional model was classroom, subject, maybe there's a quiz, you know, maybe there's some sort of a a review of some sort and then class dismissed. And you don't really know where does that lead from there. Mm -hmm. you know, and that has changed a lot. That has changed a lot over the years. And technology has kind of pivoted a fair bit as far as now we're seeing uh, a hybrid of here's what a corporate LMS will look like with a corporate type learning plan based on job title. And now organizations are really starting to embrace the well, what can we give for tools so that someone can, you know, based on what their career path is, well, what can they have at their disposal to educate themselves? What can we give them as far as like a catalog, so to speak, or networks or social platforms that will enable them to build their skill set? So that's a, a lot. Uh, I think I said a lot there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did say a lot. You, you know what it brought to mind for me? And th- this is based in part uh, on what you just said, in part uh, on a conversation that you and I had in a Starbucks uh, a number of years ago now, a couple of years ago, um, around the idea that the, you know, the organization sets this platform in place. They provide the catalogs for you, but there is a fair amount of learning, especially for people who are very ambitious, a fair amount of learning that goes on outside of the organization. And what you were telling me about at the time is we need a way to curate everyone or all of that learning into to one platform so that if I'm reading Harvard Business Review articles, that now becomes a part of my learning portfolio 
in the learning management system and, and it aligns with things that are internal in the, in the internal organization catalog. Is that something that is real and in place today or is that still an emerging type technology? Yeah, no, it is It is in place. I think you were referring to, um, and we won't get too technical on this, sure. but it's like the, the tin can, the a That's tin right. can experience API and being able to uh, to be able to gather that information, you know, I'm still, I will, I'm still on the more, I think I'm a little more on the fence about that now, wow. just because of so much privacy related items. Like it's, it's going to, in, in the education evolution, it's, it's, I, I wonder if, uh, you know, what organizations are going to be able to do to cater to that individual who is that's the expectation of their of their privacy like i don't want my boss to know it's none of maybe it's none of their business that i'm reading the harvard business review or their the or or forbes or anything along that line you know sure so yes it is in place so that there's more data that can come from what an organization does provide and I think that's more valuable because it used to be just a score. So here's the score. You got 85% on your fair housing. Okay, but what we need more than that. So we need instant data to be able to tell us, well, why did what happened with the other 15%? What what was the miss? And how can we get that easily and instantly? Because that is a compliance requirement and then be able to follow up with that data because that is, you know, that is important for an organization to have that and to be able to make sure that they are fair housing compliant, you know, as an example, and then provide that tutoring in order to, to be able to help them. So that's, I think that that is, that's already in place. It, it has been in place for some time. And, it, and I think more companies are really starting to, to gravitate towards it. But to kind of like pivot off of our Starbucks com conversation, you know, I'm seeing more companies that really have a job title that is more focused on learning and development. So mm -hmm. 10 years ago, the training director was was such a big broad hat that just meant chaos sure. <laughs> it was just chaos for the most part but now we're seeing companies that have like that true learning and direct learning and development type position that is focused on taking whatever their company has for training and being able to facilitate it into an environment to help people with their career path because they see that as a true retention uh, part of the component. They want to keep their team there. So a well-trained employee is going to stay. And so mm -hmm. that's where companies are investing more, more uh, time and, and funds towards. Do, do you see sort of keying off of the retention a piece of that do you also see that on the sourcing side where you know if i i as an organization am going out into the marketplace and trying to attract new talent to the organization has it become more important for those potential team members uh, to know that you have a robust system internal education system 
um, that, that is going to feed me both personally and professionally versus say 10 years ago where uh, or at least it, my observations were training was like a nuisance, right? Everyone thought, I don't have time for that. And I've got to collect the rent. I've got to do all these things on site. And you want me to do what? You want me to drive to downtown Seattle and spend all day? And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no. Excellent question, uh, Mike. And and the answer is yes. And and I won't dive into, oh, this generation likes it more than any of that kind of thing. Okay, that's to me. Sure. I, I can't imagine anybody, I don't, you know, even at, at our age, it's like if I had a choice between a company that provided me a clear path on how I'm going to be successful at whatever job that I'm asked to do and they can show that, yes, <laughs> that's a no brainer. That sure. is like, OK, I will take that because the, in the high level of stress that we already face, I think people are making those better decisions. It's not so much the financial component, even though that, of course, plays a, a major role in it, but they also want to be able to go into a role that gives them a better work-life balance. Yeah. And in order to do that, you can't go to bed so stressed out about your job because you haven't got a clue in the world how to do it. So when, when there's a, a path that shows, hey, we know you've been in this role before, but this is how our company does it. And we're going to give you this education. And then on top of it, we also want you to be able to see what's available to you outside of this position. And here's how we fill those internally. And here's our education program that's available to you. I think that's just a, a major value proposition that a recruiting component or human resources component of a company, they, sh they have to have that in place. If they want to have sustainable growth to, you know, beyond just collecting rent, as you said, as the, as the transaction, keeping your people happy is, is, uh, is, is in, in incredibly important for sure. Key. I, I, I agree with that. I want to segue off of that um, or sort of play off of that in that I've, I've heard this statement thrown around and it, and it really resonates with me and I've not yet seen, even though there is there potentially be something that exists, uh, but Let's key off of the word balance, right? Um, the statement is the learning is the work and the work in, is the learning, right? And to the extent that you can create the curriculum with real life work examples so, at the, so that as you are being trained, you are doing the work and producing the outcomes in the organization. Is that a real thing today? Uh, and if so, can you kind of talk yeah. about it? Yeah. Yeah. If I, if I think if I'm following you right, it's like I remember just, just in school in general, and there was always a distinct difference between the classes that I looked forward to and the ones that I absolutely hated. Sure. One, and, and, the, and the difference always was the instructor, the professor, the teacher, the right. deliverer. How am I going to, how is this going to be uh, you know, made and created and baked and cooked and, and delivered in a way that is just appealing to me. And some teachers had it and some didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and that aids in retention. That's, I mean, that's absolutely in retention. So in order for me to be able to be successful, the way it was delivered, I got an A. With some teachers, I didn't get an A because I just absolutely hated what was going on. And it was absolutely boring. 
And so I think those life experiences that all of us have gone through in, in school, and if we're in that role as an educator, we have to remember that. Ooh. So whether whether we're in that position of actually training in front of a classroom, or even if we're developing e-learning, man, I've seen some terrible e-learning out there. You know, that's what's been another part of what my wife and I have enjoyed so much is being able to work with organizations to create their content that they aren't going to have people, you know, falling asleep <laughs> on the computer because it's absolutely boring, you know, and right. and that's just another part of the process where some have felt, well, well, let me just take what I do in a classroom and I'll drop it on a computer screen and you can't do that. So that's all part of if, if you're going to be able to take that job position and learn what you're working and work what you're learning, as, as you kind of referenced earlier, Mm-hmm. You still have to be able to deliver it in a way so that it makes sense. So it is like scenario based. It's not just, okay, here's our policies, policy one, policy two, policy three. It's here's the environment. What would you do? And here's the reason why our company does it this way. Then there's that connection. So there has to be the objective as part of that learning plan and then the expectation so the student realizes, okay, if I didn't get to that point, then I then I missed something somewhere along the line, and they can they feel that part of that they're part of that responsibility when they have that very clearly outlined to them, whether it's synchronous or asynchronous type training, you know. Yeah, it it, it brought to mind in the the policies and procedure example you used here. That's your you're memorizing that so that you can take the test, and then you'll. It's not imbued, so you're not going to use it. Versus to your to your other piece of that, it seems more experiential. Therefore, and you probably introduce emotion into that equation, so it so it gets more easily imbued in the mind. So it comes out as muscle memory as opposed to this rote memorization <laughs> exercise. Right. Right. Uh, right. I like that. I I think that's a nice jumping off point to uh, talk to. To our audience about uh, our viewers and our listeners we're, we're in podcast and video form uh about what juvo hub does uh and how that serves the industry uh or any anything that you're doing today because you have many irons and many fires and and it's always super interesting so anything that you think that would be of value to our our listeners and our viewers i'd love to hear what you're doing yeah. these days yeah so i you know as as you mentioned earlier, Mike, and it's and I've never had an issue with it. I'll try anything. Like if there's <laughs> if there's some rule that somebody is going to say, well, they, they, you need to do things a certain way, I will do everything I can to figure out a way whether they're to break it or <laughs> prove it wrong or prove it right. You know, I don't have any problem doing things and just completely falling flat on my face. So it's that's why I, you know, my passions are. A lot of people know me for marketing because I do speak a lot on that subject, Mm -hmm. but they also know me a lot for like what we're talking about today, working in learning solutions and getting, you know, getting past the technology. So Juba Hub was was one of my my babies a couple of years ago, and it's still growing. And right now it's a podcast and it's it's specifically having guests on there who are uh, industry educators to really share their knowledge, Mm -hmm. education and knowledge. Overall, it's for the world. It's for as you know, like in Tron, it's for the user. It's all about the users. You know, we got, we, you know, we're not going to hold anything back. And so that's that's my goal with Juvo Hub and even with Market Me Social. You know, we just launched the YouTube program. 
that is also along those lines. It is very much in its infancy stage. We're still, you know, vetting some things on there, but we just launched that recently. But overall, no matter what, that's my, I absolutely love being able to bring education, whether it's, whether it's something that I've had to deal with in my own experience, or at the very, very least, let's get into a conversation to open up minds about possibilities mm-hmm. and not be so, you know, uh, narrow focused on, on certain processes or delivery methods, but just let's, let's always think big, like where can this go? What can we do and how can we make, our work uh, environment, a, a happy place, a well-educated place on all those levels and how that just translates to everything across the company, you know, because it, it all, they all connect for sure. Definitely. Well, well I can, I can tell uh, you the audience that uh, I've worked with Jonathan Sar directly um, way back when um, more recently uh, he helped me out with the uh, podcast the, the formerly known as apartment hacker and creating some content a, a couple of years ago that was top notch uh, I can tell you I would endorse him in any way shape or form whether you're hiring him to come in and speak to your organization or you're going to work with him directly in terms of content creation or creativity uh, and certainly uh, his podcast I would definitely endorse that in terms of uh, subscribing giving him five-star reviews and reviews otherwise, <laughs> Thank but, you. Uh, it's, it's great content. And I know that you're working with Mark Howell, correct? Um, yeah. Yeah. Mark is our, is my co-host now. Great guy, Howell Creative Concepts. Um, and, you know, he used to work with me when at the uh, training factor before, you know, when the training factor was around mm-hmm. and uh, another great training professional. So yeah, I'm super happy that he's joined us on the show and, he brings another level of enthusiasm and energy to the education world. So, yeah, I've, thank you for that uh, shout out, my friend. You know, yeah, I would love to have more people check out Jubal Hub and they can subscribe on any platform, you know. And there's also a YouTube channel that's been launched, too. So if that's your preferred method, you can check out Jubal Hub. But it's juvohub.com, J-U-V-O-H-U-B.com, and people can check it out, all their options there. Excellent. And then any last words for our viewers, listeners before we uh, and maybe wrap up with where they can find you on social or uh, direct by email, if that's a thing. Anymore. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, just Google uh, Jonathan Saar. You know, you find everything there. J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-A-A-R. So I'm at Jonathan Saar on Instagram, at Jonathan Saar on Twitter. If that's your preferred method, find me on LinkedIn. And I guess to, to wrap it up, you know, it's just these conversations are amazing and I applaud you, my friend, for always being a pioneer and, and bringing these out on, on your uh, episodes. I've always enjoyed your show over the years too, because it's just a frank and awesome conversation, but that's, it's really what it comes down to is just, you know, get past transactional transactional benefits will always come. Sure. We have, we know that, but we, we get so, transactionally focused it just clouds everything but when we bring it back to the betterment of our organization through the people that we have and through our customers that we serve we serve our employees also those things will just happen they're just they just will you don't have to you don't have to think it you know there is the strategy but when you're when your heart is there then you're making the opportunity to 
make for a happier place. And that's where our, our, our work should be, you know, now. Definitely. I can't think of a better end cap, Jonathan. Thank you. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks everybody. Uh,